Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Stand by for launch. Stand by to receive our transmission. Okay, you got your seatbelts on? Are you all strapped in? Are we all ready? Ready. Seatbelts on. <laughs> We're rolling down the taxiway here. Ready to get the rolling down the taxiway. Take off here. Uh, Getting ready to take off. Pull some G's. Pulling some G's. <laughs> Praying to God. Praying I'm to going God. down there. He's going down there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good morning. It's BK on the air here. I usually start. I've been starting every Saturday for the past three or four weeks with some kind of rant, but I'm going to start it this week with more of a. Um, it's a rant about me. Oh, good. <laughs> These are my fault because I will two things. Two things in particular. Well, you could just sit and laugh because you're probably going to do it because you were you were present for one of them, and I'm glad that you weren't present for the other one. Because if you were present for the other one, well, you'll see what I mean. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what it I was. Am, I am now strapped in for sure. The first one. The first one is. Look, look. You know, there's a reason there was no podcast this past week for BK on there. Well, that's true. <laughs> I was there for that. For some reason, I'm saving the show last Saturday. <laughs> And something, I don't know what happened. Apparently, I think I fed my mogwai after midnight Whoops. on that day <laughs> because it transformed into something that got into the computer or messed something up or pressed the keyboard or something. And I did something wrong or it did something wrong. And uh, I lost the show last week when I was recording it. I'm like, where did it go? I know I saved it. What did I do wrong? So I did something that screwed everything up, and I apologize for that. But, hey, I take full responsibility for it. Well, I didn't because I blamed John Gremlin. I just lied. So <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I do was, not take full responsibility for I was in the other room, all. and all of a sudden I hear you go, oh, no. Yeah, and did oh, you see shoot. It? And didn't you see him oh, scream? No. You saw him scream and run out, right? You saw him run out the door. <laughs> That's right. It was Stripe. He ran right out the what door. Did, so and why'd you let him out? Like, well, I didn't and know he'd he shoot through the wires on the clock. in here? <laughs> it's a perfect radio station for him to be at, is WBHF. There's a gremlin running around. <laughs> okay, little, that was that was little number. buddy on the side going, I'll talk you. That was... <laughs> I love it. In, I love it in Gremlins too, when it it cuts. You know, they're abusing uh, Gizmo through the whole film. You know, they're abusing him, throwing him in places. But the, he he you see him you see him start to dress up like Rambo. Remember, he puts the headband he on he and he, he gets the he gets the cotton swab and and sets it on fire and gets the uh, the paper clip as a bow and arrow. Yeah, and he busts the air vent open and he pulls it out and shoots shoots the the one Gremlin with the with the fire, and they're like. Gizmo, what what happened? And and and, and uh, the kid uh, said, oh, "I guess he just had enough." <laughs> he just had enough. That's <laughs> back to him, like ah. <laughs> he's turned. And, and Jerry Goldsmith does the music for, as we know, uh, does the theme for Rambo, all the Rambo films, and he does the music for Gremlins. And when he plays the Rambo theme... There was theme, a hair of a familiar string there. <laughs> when he just plays there, I'm like, that was great. So You know, are they doing anyway. a new Gremlins? It's, it's in the works. Okay, I hear they're trying. Joe Dante, the original director, and Zach Galligan, who played Billy, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the guy, who's not a kid anymore. And I follow him on Twitter, too, but he's on Twitter and on Facebook. Look him up, Zach Galligan. And he's a really nice guy because he'll engage with people. 
and talk to you. But uh, yeah, they're working on another another Gremlins, from what I understand, and they want to uh, they want to incorporate CGI with practical effects as usual to do that. And that would be fantastic if, if they, they do what do they did, like I said earlier, with uh, the the return to Dark Crystal with that ten yeah. limited series. Would they call it AI or uh, CGI enhanced practical effects? That'll be awesome. I have that to watch. I have to watch the Gremlins films if I want to watch them at home. I have to watch them by myself because no one likes them. Really? And, I, and I'm like, Gremlins were great. I but thought it's a great I, Christmas film. So there's a, the first one. Well, the, the, there's certain parts of the second one that the second one is like almost, almost takes it a step further. And I love the second one because it's just so they kind of went, okay, we're going to do another Gremlins film, but. The people that made fun of the and I did too. When I first watched the first Gremlins, I'm watching it. But when everything stops and Phoebe Cates starts to tell the story about her dad dying in the chimney, bringing her presents oh. to Santa Claus, I'm like, this seems out of place in this movie. And <laughs> all also, of a sudden, it's like brings it to a screeching halt of depression here. It, it does. Like, and oh, I will wow. tell you this: I made sure because my kids, when they were younger, <laughs> wow. I said, we can't show them gremlins until they reach past the certain oh, age. Oh, yeah. Because when she makes that revelation in the in that story, I was yeah. like, you can't show this to little kids. That's you're, uh, you're, devastating. You're, you're talking about, you're, not only is it a depressing moment, right. every, I could just imagine every kid in the eyes went, what? So in Gremlins 2, something happens, and Phoebe Cates looks at, at Billy and starts to reminisce. She goes, oh, no, I remember another time. When my when my dad he goes we don't have time <laughs> they just <laughs> skipped it and then ran off into the building <laughs> I thought that was funny because they're kind of making a swipe at that scene in the first film but yeah the second one is just completely over the top fun to watch and uh, a lot of Warner Brothers cartoon homages in those because Joe Dante was a big fan of that stuff so yeah that was that was mistake and and and. Uh, uh, rant number one about me doing something wrong is totally losing. I mean, I'm not. I've I've really never lost anything really important on a computer before. I've been pretty lucky. I don't think yeah. I've ever had a computer get a virus before. Watch me get one now when I get home. Oh, the one's waiting for me. Would. So because I've always used Mac and and, oh. and Apple products, but not anymore. Because now I've figured out I've got to replace my laptop. So I got to shop around for one. I was telling you about that last week. Mm-hmm. I still haven't found one yet. Because mine's still working just barely enough where I can get by. Some of the keys don't work, so I have to find words. If I have to type something, I have to find them somewhere and copy and paste whole words if I have Dude. to type something. It's, just, it's, it's I'm just I'm procrastinating. I should have gotten one already. I just have a chance to do it. But I was going to buy a, a Mac, and I'm like, oh, they're still so high. You know, It's like they're so You're expensive. You're paying for a name at It's this crazy, point. I know. So I'm, I'm, I'll stick with the PC as much as I don't care for them. But, uh, but yeah, i got to get a new one. Now, the, the other... The other thing that I did, I hate this, but it happened to me yesterday. So, you know it's going to be a bad story when I start out by saying, so I was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> public public bathroom at one of the uh, gas stations, you know, take, driving uh, last night. <sighs> and I'm wearing, I'm wearing um, khaki-colored pants. Okay. Light-colored pants. You know, khakis. Or Makes sense. So I, 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 I step up. I have to do number one. So, you know, I'm standing position at, at the, in the position. <laughs> do we have to go into this and much detail? Yeah. So okay. let's just say let's just say that <laughs> moisture and liquid yeah. really show up on khaki-colored pants when there's a, when there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> a mistake, they get so. dark. So, yeah. So I had substantial problem with splashback. <laughs> and oh. I tried. And you know, you're walking out. I'm walking out. I'm like, I don't want anybody to see this because I'm trying to. I'm walking back out into my car real fast, get in my car and leave. So <laughs> it's just embarrassing. And it takes forever. I got the air on, the vent on, going down the road like dry, oh my dry. Goodness. I was just, I was like, dry. It's just like two or three little spots. You know, I'm like, oh, I hate that. So anyway, that's my two rants about me today. It's not about You know, you don't else. have to stand so close. Both of these. <laughs>
go start singing to police. <laughs> you could, the urinal singing to me. You could. You could. I wasn't. Up a step I or wasn't two. standing too close, but it had one of those things in the bottom, those air freshener things. Oh, the puck. The, yeah, is that what they're called? Yeah, they're called little and pucks. It, and it just hit that, and it was like a deflector shield. Oh, <laughs> it's like oh, and it was like in slow motion. Straight to the rear deflectors. It's and coming I, in. I was like, I was like the classic, you know, the the, the line that everyone laughs at. No. And it was all in slow motion. So yeah, we should, you should cute. You should have queued up the third uh, Star Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, because line in any Star because Wars I'm movie like ever. I'm like that 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 line screaming no is parodied in everything, including The Simpsons and everything. Right. Why would you put it in a serious film and expect people to take it seriously? You can't it's funny. Anymore. It's been it's kind of funny. So there we go. We got a lot of news coming up today. A lot of uh, hopefully we don't have any golden golden rage of TV. I don't, no, want any of that. No, I don't, I don't have to worry about that. You know now why I said I'm, you, you should be glad you weren't with me for the second incident. I'm glad you weren't with me. I, I am glad. Hey, I would have liked people. to have seen the results coming out. I would have liked. It's happened to more people that they'd like to I pointed. admit. <laughs> to be killed. We'll return after these messages. What molds into silly animals and silly shapes? Silly putty. What bounces like a ball? Silly putty. What stretches and stretches? Silly putty. What picks up pictures from a newspaper and makes them silly? And if you stretch it, even sillier. Silly putty. Are you sure Silly Putty can do all those things? Yes, Silly Putty is fun. Silly Putty comes in a shell shaped like an egg. Nothing else is Silly Putty. One, two, three, four. Something funny's always going on with the Brady Bunch. Gosh, hey, that's some special kiss. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I did. Uh-oh. They wouldn't get me into one of those suits, even if they promised me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation with Cary Grant. A funny bunch, the Brady Bunch. Every week on ABC. It really works. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. If you were a fan of the 70s hit show Good Times, then you'll know the name Janae Dubois in the role of Willona Woods. Making her start in New York, Janae landed roles in various films and Broadway plays, including 1964's Golden Boy alongside Sammy Davis Jr. and Lola Falana. She next set her sights on Hollywood. Landing a role on an episode of Sanford and Son was Dubois' initial brush with the TV titan Norman Lear. She later grabbed his attention again while starring in a play called Hot L. Baltimore. Impressed, Lear offered her the role in Good Times. But that wouldn't be the only time Janae impressed the famed producer. 
Feeling she wasn't getting a chance to show her full potential, she brought it to Lear's attention that her multiple talents, which included music, might also be useful to him. He told her he could use some help with the theme song of his new show, The Jeffersons. He then vaguely explained to her that it was about a family who owned a dry-cleaning chain, gaining success and getting a new lease on life. With the music co-written by mega-hit writer Jeff Berry, Janae went to work on the lyrics, which admittedly she struggled with. That is, until her mother suggested that she just write it about herself. Dubois claimed her childhood dream was to make it in show business and move herself and her mother into a deluxe apartment on New York's east side. Out came the lyrics to Moving On Up. According to the star, Norman Lear was amazed that she knew exactly what to include in the words with very little backstory. When asked, Janae told him it was simply her life put into a song. Having appeared in dozens of TV shows and feature films during her career, winning two Emmys for voice acting, and co-founding L.A.'s Pan-African Film Festival, Janae Dubois clearly achieved her dream and finally got a piece of the pie. This is Pat McCormick with your retro TV trivia from the Golden Rage of TV. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Golden Rage of TV and on Twitter at Golden Rage of TV One. And now back to BK on the Air. Noted. <clears throat> Fish don't fry in the kitchen and beans don't burn on the grill. Well, that's what we hope for. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first, I also saw her, and Norman Lear must have really liked her because... She's in an episode of Sanford and Son, because that was another Norman Lear-produced show, as an old flame of Fred's, and she's playing much older than she was. She had gray hair, and they had a little bit of old makeup on her eyes mm-hmm. and stuff to come back to see Fred to, uh, I don't know, come back into his life or whatnot. So it was actually a funny episode. So she was also in another show. Uh, I remember seeing her in Sanford and Son. So thank you, Pat, for that trip into the golden rage of TV. Well, you know, it, it, I was... Driving last night when I found out the news of uh, we've lost an Avenger. Mm. One of our Avengers has passed away. Uh, Chadwick Boseman has died at 43. Oh, my goodness. What, a, what, an, what an age. From Julius Young at Fox News, I got this story right here, the uh, particular story. Actor who embodied the legendary uh, black icons Jackie Robinson and James Brown and the Black Panther on his way to become face of the Black Panther has died. He was 43. The actor's death was confirmed yesterday by his representative who said the wide-ranging performer died up there about with colon cancer. Now, Bozeman died at his home in the Los Angeles area with his wife and family by his side, his publicist Nikki Foravante told the Associated mm. Press. A native of Anderson, South Carolina, played Brooklyn Dodgers barrier-breaking star Jackie Robinson in the 2013 film Four and played James Brown a year later in Get On Up. His blockbuster role in Black Panther came in 2018. Well, it actually kind of came in 2016 when he was cast at the end of the Captain America Civil War post-credit sequence he appeared as the Black Panther. Quote, A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films you have come to love so much, unquote, his family said in a statement. From Marshall to Defy Bloods, August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more, all were filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. They say uh. it was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in the Black Panther. So think about it. At least in the movies by Marvel, right? he had been diagnosed already, and he went through all those films being as physical as 
as he had to be during some of those scenes. I mean, I know some of them were stuntmen and whatnot. Maybe some of the CGI but characters of him running, running around in the Black he Panther suit. Great shape, but you when had he goes to shirtless. Yeah, you can't fake that, that part. Dude, so, yeah. That dude had a good had a good uh, set of pecs on him. Yeah, he had done a few push-ups. Bozeman had not spoken publicly about his diagnosis. No, not so not a lot of uh, a lot of people knew it. Now, I I said that. Uh, I said that I saw a photo of him. I can't remember whether it was from uh, November of last year or February of this year, where he looked rather frail in a picture that I'd seen from 2019. I think and I'm like, wow, why does I'm usually used to seeing him as T'Challa in the Marvel films. Why does he look looks like he's lost a lot of weight? And I'd assumed maybe he, a thought that he had lost it for a role he was right. doing, which would make sense. Yeah, because a lot of people, age, a lot of yeah. actors do that. Mm-hmm. You know, name a few: Robert De Niro and. Uh, Raging Bull gained a lot of weight and then lost it. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey in the Dallas Buyers Club. Christian Bale in The Mechanic. Joaquin Phoenix getting ready for the role of the Joker. In the Joker, yeah. Lost a lot of weight. Or sometimes you gain weight for a role. That'd be the best reason for me to do a role, to lose weight. Because if I knew I had a role in a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose weight now because <laughs> i got a role in a film. That, and I, I hate that my health wouldn't be the reason right. that I would do it. But, you know, no, well, it's, a do big it motiv- it's a big motivator. You <laughs> know, it's a, a lot of money. But, yeah, so I, I, I assumed that he had lost the weight when I saw him in that photo because of a role, but now I'm thinking it might have been for other reasons well, that he lost yeah, the weight. So. But talk about Marvel movie and casting. Was he or was he not fantastic as King T'Challa it was in perfect. Black Panther? He was. He embodied the character. Now I can't think of anybody else doing it. He. It was a. It was a great casting choice. Marvel does a great job at casting. You know, say what you want about some of the movies, like oh, this movie was better than the other one or whatnot. And Marvel has their great movies, but none of them are horrible. Right. They're all really good. But the casting, the care they take in casting, is amazing. And as you know, we're both film lovers. That can make or break a movie when you when you cast it properly or improperly. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's certainly a good step on the way to success by casting it properly. Yes, and I would I would uh, one one a bad casting choice. Now, this is my personal opinion. Some people think this as well. One example of bad casting was casting. Uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Zombieland? Um, the kid. Oh, Woody Hair. Oh no, not Woody Hair. The, the younger boy. The kid. Oh. Um, uh, Oh my gosh, he was is in uh, Jesse the, the Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Is that his name? Yes, 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 yes. Casting him as Lex Luthor in Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, I thought was a big mistake. For me, it was a mistake. I didn't think it was. There were a lot of mistakes. There's a lot the of way. mistakes, and I don't know if I, I wouldn't and, blame the failure of that movie just on Jesse Eisenberg. No, and I understand <laughs> there's director's cuts of it and 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 Justice League that have that are that are coming out that you'll be able to see. And I don't know. Everybody's like, you should watch the Justice League director's cut. It's a completely different film. I may actually do that one day and check it out just to see because I, I always you and I like to see things for ourselves and we we'll go okay. Well, I need to see it. I don't want to judge it before I see it because I didn't care for Batman versus Superman very much. I thought the Justice League was a little better in its own way because we know Josh Whedon directed stepped in and directed a lot of it from uh, Avengers director help yeah. with that. But I hear now that it's got a completely different tone with the director's cut that is premiered is going to premiere that you can see. So I'm like, oh wait, it's longer. <laughs> it's yeah. it was pretty long to begin with. So I'll check it out and That's see. There's, and there's a, a Snyder opus. Cut. Zack Snyder cut of it out, so we'll see. We got some DC am, news too coming up as well. Yeah, good because I'm glad Zack's kind of out of the executive producer role, director role with the yeah. DC universe, which is good. Um, I I just think he took it down the wrong path. He it may be the path he wanted to take it down. It just for me, it was not a success. Well, we've got time. I can get into some of it right now uh, since we're talking movie, comic book movies. I just had a, um, a convention or an online convention because that's on the way they're doing it now called the DC Fan Dome, F-A-N-D-O-M-E. And one of the things that was released is the Shazam 2 title was released, the second Shazam film, the sequel to Shazam. I, again, another 
DC movie that I liked from Warner Brothers. I thought Shazam Two was clever. Shazam was clever. It was funny. It was it was to me it was their Deadpool, but the family could watch it. Mm-hmm. It was you know breaking that wall and being funny and stuff like that. And I thought it was very interesting. You haven't seen it yet, have you? I have seen it. Have you? I thought Shazam was was a, a nice departure from some of the other stuff they've done. It was total. Uh, correct as far as the Shazam story goes with his with his other the other kids becoming Shazam characters that was all in the original comic book they went back to their roots Shazam stars Zachary Levi uh, Levi Asher Angel and Jack Dylan Grazer are among others at DC fandom to tease what's in store for Shazam 2 I got this from IGM.com while they weren't able to reveal much about the sequel they did reveal the official title Shazam 2 will be called Shazam Fury of the Gods that suggests we'll be learning much more about the six gods who bestowed the powers upon young Billy Batson and amusingly comedian Sinbad also topped the panel to poke fun at the tendency for people to confuse Shazam with his 1996's Kazam movie that came out (laughs) Sinbad seemed to tease an actual he teased that he might be in the Shazam sequel so we're not sure whether he was joking or not yeah Uh, (laughs) the sequel which is currently scheduled to open November 4th, 2022. Let's hope everything is over by 2022. That would be great if all this oh. pandemic is over by then. But I'm, I'm, remember that light at the end of the tunnel that we said that we we're starting to see? It's, it, it's, uh, for some reason, it just got pushed further away the past two or three weeks. I feel it's like that camera <laughs> trick, you know, like in Poltergeist and Jaws. Like, right. It's like it's a zoom in, but it's a pan in it's at like, the same time. It's still What's there. It just on? feels like it's running away as it's, fast it's as it's I'm It's just the background is moving. What's going on? Learn how to do that. I did that with a video camera once. It's very cool the way I was it's able to hard. do it with video camera. Yeah, Focus it is hard. and push and pull. And, and you got to be steady yeah. <laughs> with it, too. And they'll reveal what happened to Billy Batson and all of them, all the Marvel family, since we last saw them in the 2019 film. Fans will recall that uh, Shazam's post-credit sequence revealed the alien Mr. Mind visiting uh, Savannah in prison on, his, on the window. What was the result of the meeting? Will we see Shazam and the Marvel family square off against Savannah? Or what we'll, what we'll find out. i got more DC News. News 2 coming up after we flash the audience when we come back at the bottom of the hour. Some news that may you may find interesting about uh, the Suicide Squad by James Gunn and some casting. And uh, a lot more coming up on BKM there. We'll be back. I don't want to grow up. Find a toys to wreck it. They got a million toys and toys to wreck that I can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a toys just kid. They got the best for so much less. You really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video Oh, wow, the nerd conversation that are going on when the microphones are off just yeah, now. Yeah, I let wow. you just go with that. I just nodded a lot. <laughs> oh, I thought you were, like, agreeing with me. No, I agree with, with you. You oh, are okay. a Hufflepuff. So you weren't just placating me. You were like, oh, yeah. No, you okay, are. Let's go. You're oh, we're talking Harry Potter. You're definitely a Hufflepuff. I took, I took the test. I, I'm a Hufflepuff. You're like, a what? And, uh, a so, what? And they make fun Tiger of Hufflepuff. Tiger Hey, that's not true. <laughs> they're, they're very nice folks. Very nice and not afraid of toil. It's one of their uh, things. No, they're loyal. It's time that we oh flash the audience of the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. I do have some weird stories amongst all this, these depressing stories. I have another rest in peace death story in entertainment coming up as well. At least the, if the one I'm thinking of, uh, at least they lived a fairly oh, long yeah. life this compared this to our kind of different Mr. Chadwick. I got the first news from UPI. A Minnesota man broke a Guinness World Record when his hair was styled into a mohawk that measured. 42.5 inches high. 
Whoa. I don't know how I could go anywhere with this hair. It's not practical. 42 inches. Joseph Grissomore said he initially attempted to break the record. It's not the first time he's dry. For the world's tallest it's... mohawk in 2007, but his hair fell short of the needed height. Fell short hair. That's funny. <laughs> Grissomore's attempt for the 2021 Guinness World Book of Records took place at Family Hair Affair in Park <laughs> Rapids, where stylist Kay Jetman spent hours working on his hair with help from Laura and Mother Kay. The stylist said it took a half a can of got-to-be-glued blasting hairspray, that's G-O-T, the number 2B, got-to-be-glued, to make Grissomore's hair remain that's vertical. That's three and a half feet, dude. 42.5 inches, and it's the Mohawk. Now, if you want to look it up on the internet, you'll see pictures of it. It is. It's sticking up. Put him in a Mad Max movie now. <laughs> yeah, he oh, wouldn't be able to put any headgear oh, on or anything. Thin. <laughs> so, yeah. All Max would have to do is, like, just cut off his hair you shall not cut my hair <laughs> yeah, my power <laughs> thor. man what do you, you think you are samson come on you'd be like thor please don't cut my hair <laughs> sir please all righty i got the next news i hate it when my hair is messed up too i like good haircuts you know i i well i like mine long but my wife says you're starting to get scraggly i'm like i kind of like the look she goes no it's not a good scraggly. look for you I'm like well, it it's okay me. to grow it long if you still have hair but if you're losing it on the top and growing oh, that, back, that, that looks bad that's like the old rockers the rock and roll <laughs> dudes that do that i don't do that what was the the name of the <laughs> the, the the hunched over guy in the, the rocky horror picture show oh that yeah had that the his assistant it was, just, it was like basically bald except for hair in the back on the he side. He just had like it's really long and scraggly. You don't want to do that. All right. Well, this is from UPI. A video filmed by a wedding guest and posted to Instagram by groom Aaron Sawitsky shows the couple exchanging vows during their outdoor wedding in Marion. <laughs> this now, is great. If this is what I just saw on Fox Five, I saw live footage of this. <laughs> Does this is this how you want to start your marriage? Is this a sign from above? Let's face it. Twenty twenty has not been the Best year, Sawitsky said, eliciting some laughter from guests just before a bolt of lightning crashes down right on the lake behind him. <laughs> the boom of thunder, you can see the guests flinch and react at the loud boom. The video shows Sawitsky's gesture toward the scene as evidence of his point, and then as the bride, Denise, and wedding guests erupt into laughter. Sawitsky said the wedding had repeatedly been delayed due to concerns about the ongoing C19 pandemic. The, the uh, couple said the rest of the ceremony went on without any further unexpected complications. If there's anyone here that wishes these people should not be wed, may lightning strike now. <laughs> if anyone should know any reason why they should not be wed... <laughs> Well, apparently Thor has something to say about it. Or is there somebody else? Shazam. What happened? I don't know. (laughs) I got the next news. (laughs) When it struck the way it did, I think that's funny, though, because he kind of said, 2020 has been a year to remember. There you go. And then it goes. (laughs) An Ontario 11-year-old broke another Guinness World Record when she solved 30 Rubik's Cubes one-handed while hula hooping. Here's another one of these. Again, how does this happen? I have no idea. With First one of all, hand. I can't hula hoop, and I've tried. Right. I have girls, right. so I had a reason to have a hula hoop. Is there a video of that? I wanted to. No. <laughs> okay. I, so, oh, I hope not. <laughs> well, we're going to find My out. My daughters are mine. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, we're going to find out. But anyway, all right. So I, I can't hula hoop. And, well, and you know what? I also cannot I solve a Rubik's I can't cube. do either one either. It's going to add, add, add a Rubik's cube to that, too. Two things in this story I can't do. Listen to the, listen to the, 
it gets better. Well, it gets worse, but it gets better. Guinness said that Sanvanki Rankin, 11 years old, of Miss, Mississauga, solved 30 of the puzzles with one hand while keeping a hula hoop moving around her body, beating the previous record of 25. There's a record before that. The record took Rathen less than an hour to break. Rathen said the record was ideal for her because she has limited mobility in one of her hands, even. Oh, wow. So... Not only did she solve the cube and the well, I have limited mobility in my hips. First of all, another one with my hands, but the hula hoop, my limited mobility in my hips would be the problem. I'm trying to imagine, even if I could get a hula hoop going, shouldn't it be a record just be going an hour? <laughs> and with a hula hoop, I'm sure there's a hula hoop record. Yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, an hour straight while solving 30 Rubik's cubes with one-handed. one hand. I've tried. I mean, even when I was like back when I was a kid, somebody pull out the hula hoop. I'm like, oh no, I got to try this again. Here we go. And they always had the little beads in them to make the little sh- jingle, shaking no- rattlesnake yep. noise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I tried. I think I can oh, get sh- three. I could keep it up for three revelations and well, it falls right just down. just the momentum of having turned it fast. Like, right. I could do that. And then I'm looking like I'm having some kind of a conniption. I feel and, like and, Fred Sanford. And you're, and you're, and you're probably yeah. like you're probably like me. People are like, no, here's how you do it. No, you can show me 20 times how to do it. I'm still. You're not I gyrating. I'm like, I, I think I am. Do it. <laughs> if I think no, I'm you're gyrating, not. Well, I? I must be because in my head I am. <laughs> Doesn't that mean you are if you think yes. it? Yes. I'm like, I can't hula hoop. There's no, it doesn't no. matter. No, that's right. I've, no the way. best I can do is like get a really Solve good... Solve a Rubik's Cube with one hand and hula hoop. She uh, broke the just, record. Oh, it's craziness. No hey, there's our food talk fourth Saturday lady. She's uh, walking hey, by the Valerie window right Holt now. we got Valerie Holt. Window. No, she's little, telling us we're number She's doing one. a little politicking with her T-shirt. So, <laughs> All right. Well, I've got... Is this the last? I don't oh, know. Is it? I've got the last. You got the last one. It's a nice one, too. All right, it's a long one, so feel free to participate. All right, a California man attempting to defend his home from a wildfire said he turned to an unusual source of help when his water was shut off several... When his water was shut off. I'm going to leave it at that. You'll see why I I gave this one to you. This is so funny. You know, we always are two weeks behind in our podcast for the Wild Wild Listeners Lounge. This is one of my stories that will be coming up. Okay, that's well, how right. good this story it is. Was, I could not leave it off the so list. So how would you battle a blaze? We all know what's going on in California. On a spit on it? Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. How would you? I'm uh, not going to uh, tell you what he used. I will just tell you that the water got shut off, and he was like, I cannot stop fighting this fire. Yep. Chad Little said he decided to stay behind when his family evacuated their uh, Vacaville home last week as the LNU Lightning Complex fires approached the neighborhood. Little said he had hoses set up around the house to provide a consistent source of water to keep the flames away from the home, but he started worrying when the water to the area was shut off. The homeowner, whose home previously burned down five years ago in a fire sparked by an attic fan, said he grabbed the one of the only things he had left available, one of his 30 packs of Bud Light beer. <laughs> that was the only thing I had, and I had a lot of it, he said. And by the way, beer is wet. <laughs> That's what he told a reporter. Luckily, I had a bunch of cases of Bud Light, and I was able to get it out. Little pulled away some of the cheat metal from the wall by the workshop that had been used to, and then used an exposed nail to pop holes in the can, which the pressure would allow the beer to squirt out of the can and use it to fight the fire. Much luck has always happened. When I ripped up the sheet metal, it had a nail, so I just was shaking it up. Popping it and then spraying them, popping and spraying and going from one can after another. Now, look, my buddies all tease me about, quote, drinking water beer. And I say, well, guess what? It saved my shop. 
He said firefighters eventually did arrive in the neighborhood and helped keep the rest of the flames away from the home. Little said his carport burned to the ground, but his home was untouched by the flames. Thank you to our local brewery here in Cartersville, Anheuser-Busch InBev, for your Bud Light. And they make water when there's an emergency, right? They do have some of the best. You know what? Completely contaminant-free. Best tasting water you'll ever and have in a can. Barley and uh, hops free too. Well, it is hops water. Free. Yeah, it'd be the kind of beer can <laughs> you would be okay drinking from. That's right. So, uh, I mean, if you haven't got anything else to put the fire out, I mean, there's stories about World War II guns overheating in a bomber, and they had to uh, they have to uh, cool it off somehow. And they didn't Remember have that any water. Scene in Alien, I've always loved. It. He goes, "We're overheating." He goes, "Well, do me a favor and spit on it for two minutes, will you?" <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't spit on the World War II guns. They didn't no, want something they else. Do something on else. It. Uh, like a midget at a urinal, I was going to have to stay on my toes. Pippin' and hoppin', whippin' and poppin', here come the Trons. Trons, micronauts that can make you laugh. Batteries for each not included. They scramble and tumble, ramble and rumble, waggle, wiggle, can make you giggle. Here come the Trons. Alphatron, Betatron, Gammatron. One by one and two by two, how wacky is all up to you. Here come the Tron. Alpha Tron, Beta Gamma Tron. Each sold separately from the Micronaut Collection by Migo. Vengeance has consumed you. It's consuming them. I'm done letting it consume me. Justice will come soon enough. Tell that to the dead. living are not done with you yet. Yeah, a little uh, Chadwick Boseman there as the Black Panther from the end mm. of Captain America Civil War when Baron Zemo has actually explained to him that he's pitted the Avengers against each other and whatnot and he wants to uh, kind of take himself out. But the Black Panther will not hear of it. He's going to keep him from uh, keep him from letting himself kill himself and take him to justice, which I think is a, another fantastic uh, understated scene where he's powerful but he's not yelling or anything. No. He was very good at that as you mm-hmm. stated earlier. Today I've got a quote from Chris Evans, Captain America himself about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. He put out this statement, I'm absolutely devastated. This is beyond heartbreaking. Chadwick was special, a true original. He was a deeply committed and constantly curious artist. He had so much amazing work still left to create. I'm endlessly grateful for our friendship. Rest in power, King. Wow. Is what Chris Evans put out. Someone's on the line right now calling in it's BK on the air. I think I know who this is. Hey, it's BK on the air. Who's this? Hey, BK, it's Eric. Hey, Eric. How hey, you buddy. doing? I think, I think I had to break the news to you last night about this, didn't I, about Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. hadn't heard about it yet. Yeah. I, I just, I, I have no words. Yeah, it's 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 a surprise, that's for sure, and it's devastating. And I think uh, you you went to with Mrs. BK and I to see the Black Panther. We went and did a did like a, a listener uh, viewing of the Black yeah. Panther, and we had a great time. Yeah, and, and I can honestly say that's the first movie I've sat through and said nothing. That's true. I had, you were very I had, quiet through that film. I literally, because it blew my mind. His performance yeah. as T'Challa. Blew my mind. And you're a Black Panther fan. You read the comic book. You're a big fan of the character. And wouldn't you say that his performance, Yeah, you can't really think of anybody else doing it now at this point. And now, because now, you know they're coming out with Black Panther 2. Yes, they were in, they were in talks, yes. Well, how they go, uh, what, what, how? Well, I don't know. They're probably going to obviously recast it. And uh, Alan had reported earlier that he... Oh, wait, oh. 
Well, yeah, he he had he had uh, lent his voice as T'Challa to the Disney Plus series uh, animated series yeah, What no. If by Marvel as well. He was working on that. I don't know if he finished well, that or my not. My question is, I have no. I, yes, I can I'm tell. Speechless. Well, yeah, it, it was it was a it would talk about surprises. When I heard about Robin Williams passing away, that hit me like a brick. I'm like, wow, I had no idea. That's just you just some things happen I mean, that you don't expect. The way he did T'Challa, yes, was iconic. I mean, because the movie had been in development for like 20, 30 years. It's like the role was written for him. Yes, and I wasn't very, I'll, I'll have to admit that I wasn't very familiar with him before the movie Black Panther. When I saw it, I I just kind of, you kind of assume if you're not familiar with him, that that's, it's not an accent he's talking with. You you, you, you think, oh, that's that's just maybe where he's from. And it wasn't. He, he doesn't sound like that. He's just a great actor filling that role. And still, like as I get off the phone and after BK on the on the air is over, right. I'm watching Black Panther. Well, good. I mean, uh, Alan was even. I think Alan, you said yep. you think about I going back and watching Black Panther and then watching the next subsequent movies watching, after that. Yeah, Infinity War followed yeah. by Endgame. Ban- if, I actually, you could probably it. start with Civil War and then and then go into Black Panther because that's the next one that he's I in after that. You, when, when you called me last night, I literally had to call one of my friends that was a stunt person on Black Panther to tell me it was true because it was like, uh-uh. Right. There's no way. <laughs> well, dev- devastating news. Chris Evans is, tr- is right in his statement. The guy had a lot of talent and a lot of work left in him. What he could have went on to do would have been amazing, but now we're not going to get that, and that's unfortunate. I don't think I don't think they could do, and this is going to be a bold statement, and you know I'm known for bold statements, so be ready. Yes, very bold. <laughs> I don't think they could do Black Panther 2 now. Well, it's it would be a, not right this second. I think after a little bit of time, they they probably will make another one because people love the character and they rather want to see it come back in Marvel. But, but, would, uh, uh, unless they well, do, but how how would you like to be the actor stepping into those shoes? That, that would be a you'd have to be. Oh man, what am I doing here? Well, it's got to be bad. I'm gonna, let's play devil's advocate for a moment. Would you want to be Chadwick Boseman sitting there at the pearly gates, looking down, going, "Wait a minute." You don't want to do another one just because I died? Come on, this is a great character. There's well, lots of tales to tell. I can see that. That's a good I, point. I was yes. Say that, but, good point. But, but there's a whole in the comic book. There's a whole story angle where Shuri, his sister, becomes a Black Panther. True, and th- and they may go that route with Marvel and whatever. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I'm telling you, whatever whatever route they decide to go uh, with Marvel, they usually do it well, whichever way they do it. So well, like I'm Eric's saying, it. they don't have to really think their way out of a box. They've got a lot of source material to draw from. Oh, <laughs> heck, heck yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they try to recast T'Challa, I don't think people going to go see this. No, well, I'm, not, I'm not that much of a pessimist to no, think that and, way. No, and I'm not either. I know it's still raw feelings right now, and everyone's very emotional about it. But I, 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 a lot of actors do get replaced for whatever reason. And let's put it this way, on the other side of the coin, a lot of Marvel characters and DC characters have been replaced by someone else. Uh, Steve Rogers wasn't always Captain America. Someone else became Captain America. Uh, the Falcon became Captain America. So they could do that, or they could just recast it. So it's going to be interesting to sit back, though, and see what they, what they do, because I still think uh, Black Panther 2... It's still quite a ways off, anyway. So we'll see what happens. Well, hey, have a good time watching Black Panther today, and it was a surprise to all of us. And I was sorry I had to break the news to you last night, Eric. Hey, man, it's okay. Hey, before I let you go, gotta say it, man. Wakanda forever, buddy. That's right. Yep. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. See you. 
Wakanda forever. It's always good to end. We ended with Eric on a positive note. I, I was. I, I wanted to There's, keep it. I wanted to yeah, keep it there. It's good. So <laughs> I was like, I kept good. waiting. Yeah. When does the bottom drop out? <laughs> if I let him go any longer, he's going to say something about me going to the bathroom that I told him earlier. So I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but in the Greek, Jehovah starts with an I. You can. <laughs> idiot <laughs> well again i he's very passionate about it and i can understand why because eric's a big eric is a huge black panther fan mm-hmm. i found a couple of prints for him when we got together and it, it was good taking him to see taking eric to see the the movie because i'm like you know i haven't seen eric in a while and i've known eric for a long time and i said you know call him up when we went to see the black panther when it came out mrs bk and i we all went out to see it and it was like I think it was, it was the first time we'd seen it was with him, so we, we didn't know what to expect. But he's got a couple of Black Panther prints on his wall, color prints by some Marvel comic artists, which are which are fantastic. Now, Jack Kirby, I think it was just, you heard the name Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. He's a creator and artist with Marvel back years ago, I think, and he's he's been dead for a few years. But he was, uh, he was one of the co-creators of Captain America back in the 40s. He created the character, but he also created Black Panther. Jack Kirby did, and he did a lot of art you know, on, on Black Panther in the 60s said this and before. 70s. Stan Lee gets the name because everybody knows him, but right. Jack Kirby was responsible for at least as many, if not more, characters. He, he was. Stan Lee, uh, some people are stickler about that. When they when they make the montage, they put a picture of Stan Lee and then surround him on a photo with all the Marvel characters. I'm like, well, that's true. He didn't create all of these. He created a lot of them, though. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, Thor. I mean, a lot of the major ones he did create. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Jack Kirby was a was an artist. He was one of those comic artists where you look at his art and you're like, "That's Jack Kirby's art," or you know, just name one that we're all familiar with. Uh, Frank Miller. Uh, his art, uh, you can always recognize when he does something. John Buscema, a lot of uh, Jim Aparo that uh, did Batman for a long time. But anyway, we're getting into comic book stuff there because we are talking about Chadwick Boseman and the Black Panther. It, I, I keep forgetting he was not in. He wasn't just in the end of Civil War. He was in the movie Civil War. That was the first movie he made an appearance because he's fighting on the side of Tony Stark, right. trying to keep them from from uh, the Winter Soldier away. He was it was a fantastic uh, introduction to him in that film. You know, yeah, they, they I like the a lot of people call the Captain America three is almost like a Avengers light because at the yeah. end you've got the Avengers. Well, they've got a lot of them in it. Yeah, <laughs> so and Tony Stark's got a huge presence in it because uh, it wasn't the well, exact. They also introduced Spider Man in that in, in, in the Civil fight. War. That's right. Two characters were introduced. Uh, their version of Spider Man in the Marvel Universe. And I've heard that that, that they're going to be producing Spider-Man three uh, in Atlanta, which is nice. Well, the they did the first two. Why not? Yeah. Well, well, of course, the second one was a little bit overseas oh, too. By the way, now some new movies are out in the theater. Now they're starting to release new films in the theater. The New Mutants, Marvel's last X-Men offering, which is uh, produced by the the now defunct Disney gobbled up 20th Century Fox or whatever. Now it's called 20th Century Studios. They dropped the fox off of that. And uh, it's kind of, you know what's funny is it's out in the theater. It's a new movie. So it's out. A couple other new movies are out. Bill and Ted's Face the Music is out. So new movies are are being released this weekend or maybe this past weekend. But NCG that you and I always talk about going to see old movies, they still have a lot of the older movies there. And they've just added two more. They have the two Spider-Man movies now playing Homecoming and Far From Home are there. Oh, cool. So you want to go see a couple of Spider-Man Marvel films, Marvel Studios? They're, they're you know out what's there crazy? Uh, our buds from the U.K., Chris, was telling me that Tenet just opened in the U.K. last night. Really? I think it's about to open here, too, locally it's in America, pretty too, close. So, yeah. I think Christopher Nolan has made that decision. I want it in the theaters. Even if it's a small run, sure. it'll eventually go out on video. We'll make our money some way. Right. But he said, you know, my movies are made to be watched on the big screen, including the IMAX screens. Most of them are. Most films are so are just big. That yeah. <laughs> I think Ridley Scott said that once. He goes, I don't like people watching my films on a phone 
in front of their face. He goes, "Don't watch my movies that way. If you want to do me, do me." Uh, I see Jack out there. Whatnot? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jack. He's got a fire extinguisher on that. Uh, on that. Uh, on what that a cool Jeep, Jeep Wrangler he's got. <laughs> That's kind of an older school one. You, you know, know if he ever wants man. to just uh, get rid of it, my wife would take that in a heartbeat. She's oh, like, she's I a would Jeep love man. Jeep Wrangler. Uh, so anyway, yeah, new movies to see. Old movies are still out there to see. Go to the theater. AMC is opening back up too. Uh, we're, again, that light at the end of the tunnel is coming, but it's, the train has slowed down. <laughs> you know, well, maybe we have. I know. I've we're taking down. a break halfway down the tunnel. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going. Be down there. We're going to take a break. And hey, I promise. I promise. If you listen to all these commercials coming up that I'm about to play, we'll stop and get some ice cream. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Just what? Telling you. Yeah, we will. Who are you waiting for? Ice Cream Jones. A new ice cream cone cereal. My name's Ice Cream Jones. I'm bringing the kids my ice cream cones. A crunchy new cereal for breakfast. The great taste of ice cream cones. Whoa! I'll have vanilla. Give me chocolate chips. They look like little ice cream cones. And taste like them. The crunchy part of this nutritious breakfast. My name's Ice Cream Jones. With the great taste of ice cream cones. New ice cream cone cereal. This is Evil Knievel and the Evil Knievel shock-absorbing stunt cycle. You can make him do wheelies, backstands, even mid-air somersaults. And for that big jump, here's Evil, up and over that four-foot ditch. Evil Knievel sold separately or with the Evil Knievel stunt cycle from Ideal. Stand by to receive our transmission. Hello. 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 Yo. Hey, we're back. Let's make it. I love it every Saturday. You come in here and flip the switch and talk about <laughs> stuff that I grew up with and be goofy and mm. even mess up on the air because it's part of my show is to mess up and make mistakes. I'm glad I'm not part of some big uh, news uh, organization where I'm going to have to be on like all the time and zero mistakes, you know. I'd hate that because they'd fire me. Talk about background checks. I'm glad they didn't do one on me before they hired me here. Well, I mean, I would have passed it because uh, if they looked up my background and see what it was, I'd be perfectly fitted to do this show. You yeah, know, right. Wasted my life, watch TV all the time, know all about all kinds of geeky, nerdy crap and talk about it and have it all in no, my head. No, in all honesty, if they up, were so. having a casting call, they would got done with you, they'd say, okay, yeah. well, we'll let you know once we... And they go out and there's nothing but just a wasteland in the right. lobby and they oh, there's only you. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got the job. Or, or they'd go, oh, he's overqualified. You've got the job. <laughs> yeah. He's totally overqualified. We have no idea what you're going to talk about, but we don't care. No Channel Star Wars report today. They're still uh, on a little hiatus, but we're going to do August 29th on this day in history. Why not? Since it, that is the date today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's coming up on the end of August. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. 1885. Let's go way back. August 29th. Gottlieb Daimler receives a German patent for something on this day. A combustion day. engine or a car? Either one. Uh, you're Chrysler. close. Keep guessing. Keep guessing. Well, if it's not an engine and if it's not a no, car. No, but, but, but keep guessing. You're all on the right path. It's just smaller. A go-kart. <laughs> Golf cart. Keep guessing. You're almost there. One more. Motorcycle. Oh, motorcycle. Okay, He receives the patent for a motorcycle on this day in 1885. August the 29th, on this day, 1966, the Beatles' last public concert was in Candlestick Park, San Francisco. 
Hmm. Uh, not many months after uh, I was born. Uh, 1967, on this date, August 29th, the final episode of The Fugitive, starring David Jensen, watched by 78 million people, where he finds the hidden, uh, the one-armed man that killed his wife. Wow. And you were talking about how the new show with Kiefer Sutherland has a little different twist on it now. On uh, what was the channel? Was it Hulu that has it? No, the Quibi. It's the Quibi Qu- channel. Quibi, yeah, Quibi, Quibi. Yeah, which Quibble. is kind of great that the Fugitive is back. And the movie with Harrison Ford was great. Oh, what, what was the number one hit today back in 1982? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll play 82. a little bit for you. 1982. What was number one if you listen Tron to Tron was, was in the movies? No, no, no. We oh, had, this is song. We had, I, know, I know. I'm trying to think of. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, I have that too. I have the number one film my head. too. We had Tron. We had, we had uh, there's Star a trick. Trek 2. There's a trick though. There's a caveat with number one movie at the box office today. It Today, it was the number one film after reclaiming the number one spot. It was number one. Then it got knocked out by something else. Now, and then it became number one again. Okay. And it's a milestone film too. I'll just say that. But number one, if you go out there and flipped on the radio in '82, you wouldn't hear me because I wasn't on the radio in 1982. <laughs> uh, thank goodness for that. Some people say. But if you turned on one of your FM rock and roll stations today, the number one hit. This is my dad's favorite Steve Miller song. Was Abracadabra. I remember this in elementary school. I think it was fifth grade when this came out. Thanks a lot for reminding me of that. Everybody was singing Abracadabra. (laughs) That's right. And it was uh, it was his believe it or not Steve Miller had been on the scene for years he was he was singing. wasn't this his first and this only his number one first, I think I don't know if it was only number one but it was the biggest hit so. he ever had and I'm like it took him that long and Isn't you know what's amazing? funny after this song came out he peaked I don't think he ever really had achieved any much success after this he had albums come out later but i don't think he ever had another top 10 hit for the rest of his career i love the little, little tidbits like that i, I always my wife so gets so weird. mad because i like i repeat myself with the same facts when something triggers it every time drive by the cars comes on i'm like you know this is one of the only songs that rick Ocasek didn't sing it was their yeah the, benjamin orr sung it, sung the, it. The, the the drummer and of this, this of is the thing. only song to hit closest to number one of all the hits they've ever had this was it never hit number one but it came the closest yeah. i think it was was number four, and I think he was the first member of the Cars to pass away. He died. Uh, it's like so. The ago. guy that you you hear as the voice normally of the Cars <laughs> right. isn't even responsible for their best. Yeah, charting hit. Isn't that weird though that that, that, that happens? So nineteen eighty two. We're going to stick with nineteen eighty two as we okay. go along here, and you'll see what I mean. On this day, August 29th, in twenty twelve, banana spider venom is found to be effective in relieving erectile dysfunction. On this day. In nineteen and twenty twelve, August the 29th. That's when they found. Who would out have about thought it. to put those two things together? Well, I, you got to be careful uh, letting it bite you there because it's going to hurt. Yes, <laughs> if it's, I mean, if that doesn't help you, I don't know what it would. I don't think it would help me. So you got to be careful getting that. How how you how you get that venom to uh, to treat that problem? Birthdays today. Today's Michael Jackson's birthday. American recording artist and the king of pop, Thriller, Bad, Off the Wall, Off the Wall is my personal favorite album. By uh, by uh, Michael Jackson, I always uh, loved that album. He died in two thousand nine. Uh, director, sometimes actor, Richard Attenborough's birthday today. He died in twenty fourteen. Uh, you know, he's the and a lot. A lot of kids only know him as the old man from Jurassic Park. Right. But he was a, per, a prolific, prolific uh, director too. He directed Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr., which is a fantastic movie. He directed the war film A uh, Bridge Too Far, which is another great depressing movie. war film about what happened. But it's actually really good. And what a star studded cast that yeah. movie has everyone's in that movie. everybody is and, in that movie and uh yeah and he also directed a 
a little-known horror film with Anthony Hopkins. The first thing I ever saw Anthony Hopkins is in was a movie called Magic, where he was a ventriloquist, and he, that had, was a a dummy, he had a dummy called Fats. And it looked like him. It was a caricature of his face. And he was schizophrenic. And he talked for the dummy, and the dummy was real, according to him. And when he killed people, oh, it was the dummy that killed people. Right. It wasn't me. Creepy Very movie. Creepy I remember movie. seeing that when I was younger. Great score by Jerry Goldsmith on that film, too. Uh, it's Betty Lynn's birthday today. Actress Betty Lynn, you might more better know her as Thelma Lou on the Andy Griffith Show. She was Barney's <laughs> girlfriend, Thelma Lou. She's in her 90s, and I think they're celebrating her birthday today up in uh, Mayberry Days up in uh, up in North Carolina, which they have up there, which is fantastic. Uh, we talked earlier on the Golden Rage of TV about Janet Dubois singing Moving On Up. Uh, uh, the, the Jefferson song, and she was also on Good Times. Well, it's Wheezy's birthday today, Isabel Sanford. <laughs> she died in 2014, but it's her birthday today. And today is also the birthday of Jack Black. So we have a few birthdays there as well. A couple of deaths to, rep- uh, to, 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 to report about today that, that died on this day. August the 29th, on this day in history, 1987, Archie Campbell passed away on this day. American country music comedian, hee-haw, uh, hee-haw member of a cast member on hee-haw. He was hilarious. He, I only mention Archie Campbell because I was a huge hee-haw fan watching it as a kid growing up. To me, it was the country. It was the country Benny Hill. They were both had a lot in common. They were just two different sides of the of the of the world. Uh, my dad took me to meet Archie Campbell when I was a kid. He, did, he had an appearance somewhere when I was like six huh. years old, and I met Archie Campbell, which is great. And today is marks the day that uh, Gene Wilder passed away is today. Another interesting note, Gene Wilder. Wow. Uh, number one at the box office. We'll stick Three with 1982. Ago. Alan was trying to think about it. E.T. the Extraterrestrial was number one number on one. this day in history. It had been knocked out by something. I think it was one of the Friday the 13th movies or something knocked it out, and then it came back as number one. It didn't last Do long. Do you know how many movies came out in 82 that we all know? Oh, a lot. Like Blade oh, Runner, goodness. Dark Crystal. Big years. Just tons and 82 tons of movies. 82 and 84 were two big years for movies to come out. We're going to have a few more things when we come back as, uh, as I tell you what national day it is. There's two national days today. Stand by. We'll be back. It's BK on the air. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Peanut butter. Mmm, chocolate. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. Well, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. Bravissimo. Two great tastes that taste great together. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Real milk chocolate. Good old-fashioned peanut butter. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And now, back to a guy who has no idea what a call of encroachment means, but he knows what roughing the listener is all about. It's BK on the air. Hey, that's part of my job description. It's part of my job title. Got to roughen up the listener a little bit, ruffle some feathers. Uh, on this day in history, uh, well, not history, it's actually today, August 29th. These are not history. This is happening right now. What national day is it? Today, August 29th, is National Chop Suey Day. Okay. Okay. Chop Suey. Hong Kong Fui. It's also uh, National Lemon Juice Day. Okay. Talk about something that stings if you get it on a... <laughs> on a, a lemon in a paper cut. By the way, I, I was that. doing, I was oh, doing yeah, that the yeah, other day. You know, how, you know how hand sanitizers is running rampant right now. Hand sanitizer all over the place. I used some the other day, not forgetting that I had a cut on my middle finger. And I was just sitting there going, hand sanitizer, I... 
small cut hurt so bad. I mean, you know I've actually that, cut myself with a knife before, and it didn't hurt as bad as the paper cut that I got. You know, what, is scene, there, I know there's a scientific reason for that, but I, I don't know, know what it you is. You know seen in uh, Harry Potter 2 <laughs> when he stabs the book and then the searing right. light comes bursting <laughs> out of the guy? Happened. It's like, ah! <laughs> it's like... It's like you get up in the middle of the night and you're wa- I'm walking to the bathroom and I accidentally stub my toe on the footboard on the floor of the bed as I go and it, ta- it for some reason when you stub your toe really bad in the middle of the night the pa- there's a delay in the pain you hit it then you have time to think about oh this is gonna hurt this is gonna and hurt and about four seconds later boom oh I thought I broke two <laughs> of my toes yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Oh, was, no. Funny you talk about the toe thing. So we. <laughs> I know we don't like to talk about feet, but this when is we're when we've got the the mattress, uh, not the mattress, but the uh, the bedspread <laughs> all stripped off the bed to right. wash whatever, we put up a baby gate to keep the dogs from hopping on the mattress. Right. We, because we don't want them to be on there in case they're shedding and stuff. Right. We let them put all the. Sh- anyway, l- st- long story short, I. One of our dogs was sleeping on the other side of the baby gate, so I'm trying to like hop over the gate with one leg, and as I kind of try to not move the dog, heaven forbid I move the dog. Don't mess with dogs. My other foot swung around and and I guess swung wide and caught the edge of the door frame on the opposite side of the hallway. Not my big toe, my second and third toe. And you're right. There was that moment right. of searing. You know it's coming. Like, you hear the high-pitched <laughs> whine in your ears. And it's like, okay, the pain hasn't hit yet, but I'm dreadfully aware this is not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. You and can I hurt. just yeah. let out a string of words that doesn't yeah. help get rid of the pain. I was right. like, Colorful okay? metaphors? Like, yeah. Like, okay. I'm hoping I didn't break two of my toes. I, I think it, it finally it, subsided, but I'm, I'm like, thinking oh it may be de- it may be by design because you can hurt any other part of your body and it hurts immediately. You're like, right, you hurt it. Oh, that hurts. Why oh, do you think but it hurts so foot, bad? It was like to get your mind prepared for yeah, it. Maybe it's so far away because it's your foot away from your brain or something. <laughs> maybe it takes a long, and maybe it's fate just going. This is great because this is going to give you a few seconds to prepare for this pain that's coming. You can actually think about, it. or it may be worse. I mean, sometimes it's you better ever, when you get the when you get the spanking from your dad. You're like, let's just get it over with. I don't want to. I don't want to wait on this. Did you see that movie it. Ransom? With uh, Mel Gibson. With Mel Gibson, yes. Where they, good, they take the movie. ball peen hammer to his right. toes. That's what <laughs> right. it felt like. I was like, that's what he went through. That's another one of those films, uh, Mel Gibson film, or just a film in general that everyone forgot about that I thought was really it was great. great. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought one it was of great J- James Coburn's last movies. That's right, in Ransom. That's right. Yeah. Um, He's like, yeah. oh, man, don't make me do this. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I got a little tip for you about dog hair in the bed. Mm-hmm. The more that's in there, the softer your bed is. Do you know that? You know, it is true. <laughs> That is like true. A, kind of like a hay bed in the barn, you know, or whatever. It's like, oh, it's hair. It's nice and soft. I always want to collect that, that and put in a pillow. <laughs> dog hair. Aw. Do you see the video of the dog delivering Chick-fil-A food to the to his master? Mm-hmm. He went and got it. You know, they, they paid for it, and the dog went up and got it and brought it back to the, the pandemic distance. My dogs are the not dog that well trained. My dog's like, if I'm are going to get food, kidding? I'm eating oh. it. <laughs> Quick story. Mrs. BK went and got her some Chick-fil-A one day, and our dog... Pippa knows better. She knows better than do this because she's been scolded. Oh, all enough. our dogs know but better. She walked out of the room, <laughs> left the Chick Fil A sandwich on the ottoman in front of the couch. And Dog she, level. And when she came back, she wasn't still eating it. It was gone. It was gone. She was lying there, not even licking her lips. It was just she was done with it. It was. It was. She inhaled it. And I. I. I was upstairs, and I heard. Such, it sounded like Georgia Bulldogs had lost a game oh, with wow. her. 
if I may use a sports wow. analogy, because she's Falcons a big fan. Lost the, she, right. the, the Super when Bowl. When they lost, it was it was <laughs> oh my goodness. So I had to go get her another one. So I was like, huh? which which was great because it meant I could get one too. Oh. So and I like the spicy no, ones. I like the spicy you, ones. You know the so. question I have: Why didn't she bring you? Why didn't she bring you one to begin with? Yeah. You did, did think, that ever yeah, isn't that a good question? Yeah, well, good I wonder question. why. When you see her next time, ask her why. I'll ask her for you. Because I don't want to ask her. I'll let you get a good head <laughs> start. So, And I agree. The spicy chicken she's sandwich, a, the best chicken sandwich ever invented yeah, at Chick-fil-A. She's a, she's a scuba diver. She can hit me over the head with one of those air tanks, and it, was, it would hurt. <laughs> I don't want to clang. I don't have to go through that. By the way, I got a quiz for you later on in the program today. We got another quiz for you. Okay. This is not from MeTV. This is from Decades.com, the Decades oh. channel, uh, too. This one's called. This quiz is great. It's called 80s Band or TV Show Title. It's a that really may be cool tougher one. than it sounds. It was easier for me to do only because I knew a lot of the obscure shows from the 80s. You know, remember when TV Guide would come out with their fall preview uh-huh. issue? And I'd always look forward to it as a kid. I'm like, oh, new shows coming out. What are they? What are they? And I would start looking and looking. And I still remember some to this day that didn't make it because, you know, some of them are not going to be hits. Right. There was a sci-fi show that came out in the um, was it late 70s, early 80s with Lou Gossett Jr., and it was called The Powers of Matthew Starr. And it was a universal show. It was the same guys that produced Battlestar Galactica. Maybe Galatic the title is why it didn't survive. Well, it was, I don't know. But in the 80s, they could call things that still. It was still that poppy-sounding stuff. <laughs> but uh, it was a kind of a cool show. It was about a prince from another planet, and then Lou Gossett was supposed to hide him on Earth and keep the aliens that are looking for him to kill him from killing him and whatnot. It was an interesting show, but it didn't make it. Uh, there was a show called Flying High about three stewardesses. One of them was, uh, remember Connie Selica, the yeah. actress? Mm-hmm. She's married to Buck Rogers, Gil Gerard, for a while. Um, she was in a show called Flying High, and I remember it well from the early 80s, about three stewardesses. It was a comedy, just mm-hmm. about three stewardesses on a jet, whatever. And uh, it, it was just one of those shows that didn't make it. You know, some of them don't make it. That was a better title, though. Yeah, Flying High. So the title sequence, you can see all these shows still. I do that a lot, though. I'll YouTube. look at the title of a movie or a TV show when they're debuting. I'm like, right. it's going to fail based on the title. You can just sense yeah, why it. Why do they feel like call it. this that? Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of TV, I got a television uh, story here, and I'll get into this. Uh, we know Chaz Mc- Chadwick Boseman passed away, Black Panther. Uh, but this is from Nate Day at Fox News. Joe Ruby has died at 87. And that may not be a household name, but when I tell you who he is, you'll remember his death yes. was confirmed to Fox News by the animator's son, Craig. Ruby passed away of natural causes in the early hours of August 26th in his home near Los Angeles. In addition to his work on Scooby-Doo, the daytime Emmy nominee worked closely with the late comic book titan Jack Kirby, who Craig said helped Ruby to create 800 characters that remain unproduced with the Ruby Spears Productions Company, his father's company. Ruby also oversaw Saturday morning children's programming at CBS after co-creating the smash hit cartoon Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? for the network with Ken Spears. That's why you see Ruby Spears on the end of a lot of these cartoons. Uh, the pair would later do the same for ABC, and CBS's then-president, Fred Silverman, relocated to that network. Under ABC's Filmways, Ruby Spears Productions would create cartoon characters such as Fang. You may remember some of these on Saturday mornings. Fang Face, Plastic Man, Mr. T, and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Ooh. The, the, they didn't, he didn't create Alvin and the Chipmunks. They were created back in the 50s. No, but they created the animated series. The animated series was. The outlet reported that Ruby, who also served during the Korean War... And and worked for Disney in its animation department, but also worked as a comic book illustrator and music editor. He also created 
He's credited as creator for such cartoons as The Barclays, Jabberjaw about the shark. Remember mm-hmm. the shark? Remember after Jabberjaw. Jaws came out, they had to have a big Jabberjaw show about a big shark that sounded like uh, Curly on The Three Stooges when he talked. Yeah. And believe it or not, they did a fantastic Ruby Spears production in 1987. And people forget this, but it's on uh, DVD now and you can see it on CBS. They did a Superman cartoon in 1987, which, re- which used the John Williams theme at the beginning. And it was a fantastic Superman animated series long before the, uh, the one that came later with Batman, the animated series that the mm-hmm. Warner Brothers did. But uh, if you ever get a chance to see the 1987 uh, Ruby Spears Superman animated series, it was fantastic. It was one of those that had another one of those tags at the end where something was happening in the episode, mm-hmm. and at the end, Superman would go, uh, kids, by the way, let's talk about bullying. Mm-hmm. Don't bully people and stuff. And it was, they did a lot of those. They did those in the 70s with our cartoons. Remember Shazam oh, so It almost was it? like an homage to the 70s when you see that now. Yeah. The, and, uh, my kids got hooked for a while on the... Oh, what was it? Uh, VeggieTales. They were sort of biblically right. inspired yeah. fruits and I stuff. I heard of that. I didn't see it, but I heard they it was really great. successful. They were always fantastic, always fun, but they always had the moral at the end. So what did we learn today? Right. But they always did it in a funny, kind of almost a quirky way, so that way it wasn't That's hitting you over you the head. That's how you have to do it. Don't hit them Loved over the it. head like they do today. <laughs> don't. N- not with Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. You don't have to scream your message at me. Thinly veil it like Star <laughs> Trek used to do. Gave me the ending little montage for ninety minutes. <laughs> right, thank you. I feel so more so, so much more enlightened. We've, we've had Michael Gray on the show uh, from Shazam. But who, by the way, uh, Michael Gray from Shazam, the old television show, he played Billy Batson in nineteen in the early mid seventies. Uh, great friend, talked to him all the time. He's on the show a lot. He again now he's heard he he texted me the other day and said, oh, yeah, they released the title for the new Shazam film from Warner Brothers in D.C. I'm again on a quest of trying to get with them to get me a cameo in the film. I'm like, well, I hope you do it. I hope they do it this time. That'd be great. That would be awesome. If you're if you're actually in the film, that'd be great. I still think they missed the opportunity, obviously, the first time to put him in there. But uh, I said, wouldn't it have been great if Marvel had put him in the Captain Marvel mm-hmm. movie with a cameo? Oh, Because that's be what Shazam's wink, wink, name nudge, was nudge. originally is Captain Marvel. I think they should have made him like <laughs> one of the school administrators or teachers where yeah. the kid was going to school. That would have been great. That would have been what a missed opportunity. I, I really hated that. And you said you did see Shazam, right? I did. At the end, I'm not breaking anything because everyone's seen it now, let's hope. Uh, Superman makes a cameo at the end of Shazam because he comes into the cafeteria at the end right. and sits down or whatever. And for some reason, they couldn't get Henry Cavill to play him. Because they weren't sure if he was going to be contractually right. coming back. They couldn't get him to play him. So that's actually, I hear that's Henry Cavill's stand-in playing him. <laughs> makes I think sense. That's who it is. Because so, you never see his face. You just see him from the neck down, sit mm-hmm. down the tray and sit down. Kind of excited. Uh, I hear there's momentum behind him returning as Superman as well. So Man of Steel 2 or whatever. Let's hope that DC gets it, its act together. It'd be nice. I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad because it looks like there's a lot of Marvel actors that, yeah. uh, that director James Gunn is bringing in from Guardians of the Galaxy and a lot of other folks uh, to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. So we did read his the tone. list earlier I like before. I think we need to get to it on your show. But we yeah, talked we'll about talk it on mine. About we need to. Uh, I would. I am willing to give DC another try. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll see it. Maybe we'll go see it together. We haven't seen a movie together in a long time. Not since Star Trek Two. That's right. Speaking of the air. Take her out. The adventure continues. You didn't expect to find... 
find me. The deadliest criminal in the galaxy is on the loose. He wants to kill me. And the battle lines are drawn. There she is. William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, and Ricardo Montalban. Star Trek II. The Wrath of Khan, next. Hey everyone, it's me, Alan Sanders. And me, BK on the Air. To tell you about WBHF's informative, entertaining, and fun five hours of Saturday morning talk radio. First, Waking Up with Alan, 7 to 10 a.m. It's where I take a look at the world and community topics of interest and sometimes even feature guests from all around Bartow County, plus a few opinions of my own. And then it's time for me, BK on the Air, from 10 a.m. till noon. It's where we celebrate nostalgic geekiness, entertainment of the past and present, along with the strange and bizarre. Plus, we have a ton of fun. So, as you're finishing up that nice morning cup of coffee or that big bowl of cereal tune in to us saturday morning right here on am 1450 and 100.3 fm wbhf you can also listen online at wbhfradio.org or download the tune in app for your mobile devices we are your guardians of saturday morning Ooh, that was pretty good i liked it you brought like a tear to my eye you want to keep that yeah okay so you know what i'm just gonna save it good okay cool <clears throat> W-B-H-F in Cartersville. So what we're Sophie... back. You're still talking. That's okay. You did that to me on purpose. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you were still listening to what was playing in the background. I'm waiting you're just for talking. music bump. You're just talking and talking. I hear the liner. <laughs> you play that 70s liner. It's this show. It's this show. I can and do stupid And then all of a sudden, I'm like, like, where's that? the music? And then it's like, That's no. That's right. Hey, there's... You know, you know, you know what look I'm gonna, who, how about Look this? who's outside the window. Yeah, you're going to need to go get it. I'll talk for a minute. You're going to talk? <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. I can't leave yes, the it, mic when I'm live sure on my can. own show. Sure you can. What are you talking about? What, what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Yes, I can. Barbara's out there with, I think, more goodies for us the food and do you stuff really want me to go i don't know if you want to but i got to tell you about the i want to tell you when you get back i'm gonna tell you about the suicide squad cast I we talked about it on your show today but we haven't talked about it on this show all i right. think now as we all know james gunn is directing the suicide squad and they actually premiered the trailer at dc fandom this past week it was one of those online conventions i guess like uh, dragon con's gonna have and everyone's gonna do these online conventions which i guess is better than none because Due to the pandemic, a lot of people supposedly can't get together like that. Thousands of people at a convention can't get together, so they're doing it online. Well, DC premiered the showed the Batman trailer, which, number one, I thought was amazing because you've seen it. I thought Colin Farrell was completely unrecognizable as the Penguin in the Batman trailer because I had to pause it and look, you know, and two or three times. I'm like, that's he's the Penguin. Oh no, right. that's him. I can't, I couldn't believe it. I'd, I'd forgotten that he was playing the the, the Penguin. Uh, they premiered. They, we see the uh, Wonder Woman 1984 trailer, which looked very interesting because I I thought Wonder Woman was great, and I'm looking forward to that film. Kristen Wiig is the Jaguar, and the Suicide Squad teaser trailer. Uh, hit as well directed by james gunn if you're unfamiliar with him and you listen to this show i know you're not director of the uh, the first two guardians of the galaxy for uh marvel and uh you know they fired him brought him back and everything and when they fired him when disney fired him from uh directing guardians of the galaxy volume three he went over to warner brothers in dc and decided to direct the suicide squad sequel the mm-hmm. suicide squad sequel called the suicide squad is it david kind Ayers. Of a sequel or is it sort of a I reinvention hear it, i hear that it is a sequel it is a sequel because Margot Robbie is back 
as so do we need to character? know what happened? In I don't think you I have could to not know. make it through it. I tried I, twice. And I don't I'm think like, you I, have to know what happened, and then maybe may, may, may do a recap for you or whatnot. Who cares what it's happened? Such in the a person. horrible. But you know movie. The first one was directed by a really great director, too. David Ayer is a fantastic director. He directed the movie Fury with Brad Pitt about the World War II tank. Well, uh, maybe he hit lightning in a bottle with that because he was but terrible on Suicide was, Squad. And maybe I, it was the editing, too. I think it was studio I, interference, too, from I what hate, I hear. Oh. James Gunn said there was zero <laughs> studio interference for him making The Suicide Squad because they knew they were dealing with a good filmmaker, I guess. Listen to this cast list in The Suicide Squad. Some of them I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to tell you the ones that I know. And it sounds like a roster of Marvel films. <laughs> Of Marvel. Okay, Marvel, Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn, so we're going to have her to look at for two hours, which is always nice. Idris Elba is in it. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion is in it. <laughs> and they're all playing characters. Uh, director, sometimes actor, Taika Wakiti is in it. He's sometimes even him. voiceover. Yondu, uh, Michael Rooker is in it. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. Man, Peter Pop and Jones. Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi is in it, who's a fantastic actor. If you've never seen the television series uh, The Musketeers, I think it was on BBC, he's the bad guy in it, and he is fantastic. Peter Capaldi is fantastic. And uh, James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, who played one of the pirates in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, provides the voice of Weasel, the little CGI character, kind of like Rocket Raccoon in uh, Brad, Bradley Cooper in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm wondering, I'm hoping it's not going to come off as just a blatant, poorly done Guardians uh, copy. I don't think it will because James Gunn is, is a really good filmmaker and he's got uh, he's got a lot of other p- talented people with him. So hopefully, it's. I think I'm gonna, I'm actually may go see this in the theater. You know, the thing about James Gunn, is he's got a really in-depth knowledge of comic book lore from his age range. He knows these stories. He knows them inside yes. and out. So when he writes these stories, he's basing it on the, the, the source material. He's not oh, just... Yeah. Oh, I hate Superman, I'm but I'm going to write a Superman yeah. movie. Oh, who, would do, not who, that who does that? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just say, who for, makes, for lack of another name, Zach. Who makes we'll say that. Uh, Superman not Superman? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, two of the best things that Marvel Studios did was hire James Gunn. I know they fired him. Disney fired him, but they brought him back. He's, he is directing. Well, Disney just fell Guardians. prey to the whole cancel culture and realized they made a mistake. He is he is directing Guardians three now, which is great. Hiring him, James Gunn, and hiring Tahika Wakiti. Those two best things. One of the best things they ever did oh. was get those two guys together do to you know, direct. Do you movies. know, I am now more excited for what Tahika Wakiti is going to do with a Star Wars because yeah. the, he oh, yeah. he knows. I've been told. Write your Star Wars story. Yep. R- make your movie because yeah. we're done trying to mess with the. We, obviously, <laughs> yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Do it. Like fans oh. obviously don't think we know what we're doing. Yeah. You know how what a breath of fresh air if you and, and to, to, if you don't know who we're talking about, watch Thor one and two, which they're not bad movies. Right. Yeah. They're very heavy into feeling like a right. Thor movie. Right. Then go watch Ragnarok and go. That's what happens when you say <laughs> let's breathe some life right. into Thor. Right. It is my favorite Thor movie. It is, and it's, it's one of the better Marvel films. I can watch Thor Ragnarok over and over. Even from the beginning when he's hanging by the chain and the <laughs> right. big monster style, I'm like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Wait till I, I'm coming right. around. I'm coming around. Right. Like, Thor, he's <laughs> making a speech here. I can't hear him until he gets oh, back oh, around. Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, and if you saw The Mandalorian, the final episode where the, the, the interaction between the two biker troopers. The, the scout troopers, yeah, on the speeder bikes. That, I mean, Taiki Watiti wrote yeah, that and directed yeah. that episode. Yeah. And just, he's got a knack well, for humor. He's got a lot of class, too, because remember when that happened with James Gunn, I do remember a lot of people going, well, who's going to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Who has that kind of comedic 
tone of a director mm-hmm. or whatever. And a lot of people are like, hey, Tahiko Waititi, he could direct uh, Guardians 3. And he goes, no, I don't want to direct Guardians 3. It's not my movie. That's James's work. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of, in the way, said he didn't want to step into that, which he probably could have done fine job at. But he goes, no, I don't want to do that because I think they're friends with each other. And they don't want to, he, he kind of didn't want to step in and do that. And well, that and don't forget, James, when he got fired, it was because someone decided to go and look for tweets that were eight years old that had a little bit of an <laughs> off color to them. And he had already said, look, the First Amendment doesn't protect you from your private employer firing you because he had gotten into a fight right. with somebody else that right. had been fired recently. Um, and he said, you know, the First Amendment is there to protect you from the government. Right. And so after this, a lot of people were like, aren't you going to like, look, if they're going to go after me for this, that's their, that's, yeah, they're, I can't. They're a private company. That's yeah, them. Fire, I mean, we uh, can be it. fired anytime. You and know? he chose yeah. not to be a jerk about it. Right. He chose not to bash Disney. I'm sure he Disney. didn't like it. But oh, yeah. sure. No, yeah. nobody likes getting yeah. fired. But check that out. Less than six months later, they said, yeah. you know what? He we were back. wrong. Can you come on yeah. back? We want you to write and direct Guardians 3. I mean, that's the right way to do it. He proved <laughs> you can just be a decent person, right. stay consistent, and things will work out. Aren't we lucky, you and I, <laughs> that people can't delve back into our past when we were in high school or whenever in the past? There's no trail with us, thank goodness. You know, my daughter and I were talking about that just a couple <laughs> oh, of days ago. I said, goodness. when did it become illegal to ever be immature and a kid? <laughs> You know, you're going after Apparently these now, adults guess, yeah. that are in their late 20s, early 30s, like, yeah, but do you know when you were in middle school what you said? Well, I was a uh, dummy in middle yeah, school. Aren't I mean, we all dummies? Yeah, you can't come after me now. That. I don't know what to do. Well, speaking of Disney, I have a Disney story here. This kind of dovetails into this because we're talking about Disney firing James Gunn. I have a movie. Uh, I have a story from Alexandra Diebler from Fox News. Disney World to allow all guests to wear Halloween costumes after canceling a not-so-scary party. The park, which canceled its annual not-so-scary party due to the coronavirus, is changing its rules around adult costumes this year. The park announced Friday that guests of all ages were able to wear costumes in the Magic Kingdom from September 15th through Halloween Day, October 31st for, for during normal hours. There are previously banned adults and guests over 13 from wearing costumes. However, they announced Friday they can do it now. The rules will be for the costumes. No full face masks or outfits. Well, how about masks for masks? Or uh, reach or drag on the ground costumes such as full length princess dresses and stuff like that. Fall flavored treats and snacks will also be available at restaurants within the park. Check it all out at their website, Disney. BK on there. We'll be back. It's my turn to operate. Operate? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game. Battery's not included. Take out his spirits for $100. Oh, you'll never do that. Don't touch the side. Here goes his funny bone. It takes a very steady hand. I did it. That's $200 for me. May I play? Operation, a Milton Bradley game. This portion of the show is being brought to you by The Best Things in Life which are still free with minimum purchase at participating dealers. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here having a wonderful, fun time today on Saturday, like we do every Saturday on the air. Dispensing nostalgic, geekiness, goofy talk radio for two hours from 10 a.m. till noon. You know, that's a great oh, song, man. but it was also used at floating away, drinking their beer. And like, don't bring me down. They have, they have noticed that uh, ELO is very popular after so many years because they used them in a lot of... Uh, commercial ads a lot of a lot of their songs well let's go back to the 80s i got a quiz for alan sanders here we do oh, a quiz, good. Oh, we do a quiz good. for him sometime and it's kind of fun asking questions and stuff this quiz comes from decades.com and it's called can you tell the difference between 1980s bands 
and TV shows. I hope I can. Do these things belong in a VCR or cassette deck? Oh, God. <laughs> TV shows and band names can sound a lot alike, especially in the 1980s. Take The Waitresses, for example. That can be a sitcom along the lines of Alice, but really it was a, a new band. wave band yep. with the hit single, I Know What Boys Like, I Know What Guys Want. I remember that song. Mm -hmm. I actually sung it a little better than they did, believe it or not. <laughs> You're going to find... Some of these trios of the titles or whatnot, one of these things is doing its own thing. One of the things does not belong. So pick the one. <laughs> We're going to be like Company. Sesame Street. Yeah, or Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. One of these things is not like the other. Alan needs to pick out which of these three is not an 80s TV show. Which one is not an 80s TV okay. show? The Golden Girls, Silver Spoons, Bronski Beat. Bronski Beat. Bronski Beat. You are right. That's we start easy, off with an easy one. That's an easy one. So here we go. Which one of these three, again, is not, not. an 80s TV show? <sighs> Mr. Merlin, Mr. Mister, Mr. Sunshine. Oh, wow. I'm going to, because I know this, Mr. Mister. You are correct. Yep. Mr. Mister. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Merlin was kind of cool show. It was like a Merlin the Wizard came mm -hmm. back in modern daytime. And again, it was in fall preview guide of TV guide, and it didn't last long, like we talked about earlier. Which of these three is not an 80s band? Modern English, Square Pegs, <laughs> Missing Persons. Those three. Which is not? Modern English. Modern English. Wrong. Yep. Square Pegs was a high school sitcom. And it, and it's, it had Wait, did you ask me that question? Really? You said, which is not an 80s? It is. It says, which Modern these, English. Which of these three is not an 80s band? Not. Oh, not an 80s band. Yeah, oh, 80s sorry. Band. Yeah. I got it backwards. Because like Modern English is an 80s band. Right. My bad. Square pegs. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know it then. It won't let me redo it. Oh, we'll I'm sorry. I, got did, I did it backwards in my head. You you missed that one on a technicality problem. Okay. You, you didn't know the answer. So you're still uh, 100% so far. I'll give it to you. Thank you. Which of these three is not an 80s TV show? Which not a show not, this time. Yeah, which is not an 80s TV show? The Wizard, Wiz Kids, or Houdini? Now we're getting a little harder now. Not a which TV show. Which is not an 80s TV show, which is not one. Give me them again. The Wizard, Wiz Kids, and Houdini. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to say Houdini. Houdini. You are correct. So you guessed oh. that one, didn't you? You got. I, I just one. I went with process of elimination. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, by the way, Square Pegs, the TV show that didn't last very long. Very uh, Sarah Jessica Parker starred in it. Mm. Jamie Gertz was in it, and Merritt Buttrick, who played Doctor David Marcus David in Star Mar Trek Two, was in it as well. You know, some uh, the danger of opening old wounds. Which of these three is not an '80s band? Which of these three is not an '80s band? Shakespeare's sister. Swing Out Sister, My Sister Sam. My Sister Sam. My Sister Sam. Correct. That is a TV show right. with Pam Dauber from Mork and Mindy. Yep. Which of these three Oof. is not an 80s band? Okay, I have to keep listening yep. to the question. Not, not an band. 80s band. Okay. Not an 80s band. China Beach, Japan, or Hanoi Rocks? Japan. Okay, I know that you're wrong on that one. China Beach. Is the answer. China Beach. China Beach was, was the TV show. It was the TV God show. Dang it, I did it wrong in my head you again. did it wrong again. God bless. And I'm oh, listening okay. to you, but These I knew China not. Beach. <laughs> and I think they're doing this on purpose. They're changing it up on oh. you. Okay. Listen closely. Which of these three is not an 80s TV show? Not a Which show. Which is not the TV show. Man of War, Manimal, Auto Man. Man of Which War. Are, Man of War. 
And you are correct on They're that. A, yep. I think so, they were a rock, like a metal band. I've never heard of them, but I I've saw, heard of Manimal and Auto Man. <laughs> I never saw Auto Man, kind of a ripoff Tron, I think, and mm-hmm. it didn't make it. But Manimal actually was a very interesting show with Simon McCorkadale as a detective who could turn into animals. Which didn't make it, of course. Which of these three is not an 80s TV show? Which is not a show. An 80s TV show. Shadow Chasers, Night Ranger, Night Flight. Which of those was not an 80s TV show? Night Ranger was not a Night TV Ranger show. Was a if I group. listen to the freaking question, right. I can actually get these Sister right. Sister Christian, which that song always reminds me of Boogie Nights when Alfred Every Molina's single time I think it. of it in my head. And Jackie, Jesse's girl was playing during that scene, too, that scene where they're the firecrackers and they're there, to, they're there to rob him in Boogie Nights. Number nine, which of these three is not an 80s band? You're doing pretty good. Not an 80s band. Lady Blue, The Blue Nile. And the ocean blue. A lot of blue stuff going on there. Which is not an 80s band. Lady Blue, the Blue Nile, the Ocean Blue. I'm going to go with the Blue Nile, but this is a total guess. Uh, Incorrect. Lady Blue was a police procedural. So that was the the answer, Lady Blue. Mm. Which is not an 80s band. And I think i got a few more to go here. Which of these is not an 80s band? Sable, Glass Tiger, Stray Cats. Sable. Sable. That one was fairly easy there. Like they're all there. feline oriented. Yeah, I like right. that. That was, that was fairly easy. Uh, here's the next one. Which of these is not an 80s TV show? I think they're just alternating. Mm-hmm. Which is not an 80s TV show? Heartbeat. Leg work. Naked Eyes. Naked Eyes. They sang Correct. that song. There's always, always something, something there, there to remind, remind me. Which I always thought, you listen to it, it sounds like Paul McCartney's voice singing it. It really does. Uh, which of these three is not an 80s band? Not an 80s band. Well, we're getting up at the top of the hour here. After the Fire, Code Red, Firehouse. This one was easy for me. Code Red. Code Red. Because that was a television show with Lauren Green about a fire department back in right. the 80s, which in the TV guide, fall preview, I didn't know that it wasn't going to make it. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, After the Fire. That was obviously an 80s band that did uh, Der Karmasar. Don't turn around. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. Which is a remake of a, a Der European song. in town. Uh-oh. Which of these three is not an 80s hip-hop R&B group? They're giving you a little extra information here. Not a hip-hop or R&B group. Okay. Bare Essence, Soul to Soul, Nice and Smooth. Nice and Smooth. Nice and Smooth. Incorrect. Bare Essence was a primetime soap. Oh, so really? Bare Essence was the answer. Yeah. I, I For some reason, know. I thought there was like a salt and pepper kind I of. I had only heard of soul to soul out of this. Yeah, I knew that. All right. Oh, well. well. When did we get? We gave you two of them that you so mis- I got named. One, so. definitely. Two so wrong. it says you I got nine wrong. out of 13, but you really got 11 out of 13. So right? two wrong. Yeah. Okay. So that's not bad. Not bad. Not too bad. Not as good as my Shakespeare. Apparently, that's, that's still my, fa- my favorite thing. <laughs> right. Who knew? So if yeah. anybody, if you bring any one of my teachers from high school, especially my English teachers, on and say, right. uh, by the way, we'd like to introduce you to your former student. He is now an expert in Shakespeare. They'd go, yeah. They'd... <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny one. Like, what? <laughs> that guy? As opposed to my teachers uh, where you go, oh, yeah, by the way, he's wasting his time on the radio every Saturday for two hours. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally possible. He could have done that. He did it in school. Now, I like looking so, back to people and say, you know what? Nobody cares about your opinion on anything. Who's ever going to right. listen to you? Who's ever going to listen to you? I've, well, got, I, I've got that story now. I'll be able to say that if I ever make it big yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I was I got, told nobody cares about my opinion. Let me do this one because I teased it right quick from Fox News. Girl, Girl Scouts are debuting a new cookie inspired by French toast, believe it or not. 
Cookies, they're co- are modeled after the breakfast food favorite featuring frost-dipped biscuits shaped like mini French toast slices. The GSUSA announced on Tuesday the new cookies will only be available in select areas, they say, but customers are encouraged to contact their local councils for information on the availability of the new Girl Scout cookies based on French toast. Mm. Girl Scout councils that sell the cookies for between six and eight weeks annually, and most sales are between January and April. The cookies sales benefits programming for 1.7 million girls according to the Girl Scout of the United States. They had to pivot their beloved cookie selling business like many others as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, relying more on digital sales instead of their traditional cookie stands earlier. You know, I did that with some friends of mine. They actually are up in New York. Their daughters are uh, in in the Scouts. And they're like, hey, yeah. would you like to buy some Scout cookies? I'm like, well, you're up in New York. And they said, yeah, it's all online. You just have to put her reference yeah. number so she gets credit. I was like, oh, really? I went, do, 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 paid for it. It came shipped to me. She got credit. Win-win. And won't that work real cool when the pandemic is finally over that they can still sell them in person and sell them online? So maybe now they'll sell more because that's another outlet. One of the few things that I make an exception for because I know it's going to the Girl Scouts is I will buy one box or maybe two of Thin Mints. And I can because I can slowly eat right. them over the course of weeks, even. Right. Everybody else in my house, if I show that we have them, they'll right. be gone before I realize they've been open. Yeah, I'm different. <laughs> I can quickly eat them over the, the events of one day. What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie if you had to pick Thin one? My favorite. I can't remember what it's called. What's the one that's just like the little butter cookie with a symbol on it? Is that the trifold? What is it called? I can't remember the, what it's called. The, the trifold. Samoa. What? I can't remember what no, it's called. Samoa is the coconut. Oh, okay, chocolate no, one. I don't like. I'm not a big coconut fan, but uh, that just that plain butter yeah, cookie. That's I my do favorite like, one. I, do. I don't know why. Glass you know, of milk. I'm ready to go. You that. know, as I've gotten older too, just those butter, just those butter cookies. Period. That you get in the pan. Yeah. At, at, oh, at, at yeah. Christmas. They're just. They're good. just a simple cookie. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Ice cold glass of milk and about world. four of those. That's a treat. And if you get and if you give me the popcorn tin with the three types of popcorn, the caramel, the cheese, and the butter, I go for the caramel corn first. I mean, well, of it's just the one that gets emptied you first. Gotta get dessert before Don't you mix eat the rest them together. Of the meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or just take the whole tin and shake it. You know, like oh, no, you've no. infected the other popcorn. Well, it's always been fun to be here. I'm, thanks everybody for Save listening. Your show properly. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm not going to do it again. I say that. Get that gremlin out of here. <laughs> thanks, buddy. See you next week. Right, we had a good time. We'll be here next week. It's BK on the air. Taking pills is dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Dangerous? The wrong pill or too many pills can make you sick. Remember, kids shouldn't take any medicine unless it's given to them by a doctor or their parents. I remember Superman.